Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A Christmas Toast by Kamila Shamsi. When Mo Khan invited his recently widowed great-aunt Tahira to fly across from Karachi to West Hampstead for the Christmas holidays, he did so assuming she would decline on account of the weather. But Mo's email invitation had barely had enough time to race across cyberspace before the reply pinged back. I would love to. Bunto will be in touch. Bunto, Tahira's granddaughter and owner of a travel agency, called later that evening with flight details and a piece of information that made Mo use language that was usually only heard by those who played squash with him. Since her husband's death from liver disease, Tahira had become a teetotalitarian. When Mo pointed out that his great-aunt had never drunk alcohol, Bunto said, Not teetotal. Teetotalitarian. No one can drink in her presence. It upsets her. I thought grief was supposed to drive people to drink, not away from it, Mo said to his wife Carolyn when he hung up the phone. Maybe widowhood marks the end of grief, not the start of it, Carolyn said pointedly. She had told him right from the start that if you proffer invitations in bad faith, it never turns out the way you want. For her own part, she was less bothered by the prospect of a dry Christmas than she was by Tahira's gluten intolerance which would require the family to forego the tradition of turkey sandwiches for Boxing Day lunch. Mo was not much of a drinker, and neither were Carolyn or her parents, and the children were too young for anything more than a sip or two of wine. Since this constituted everyone who would be present at Christmas, Tahira's totalitarianism should not have been a problem. But Mo and Carolyn had fallen in love over a shared glass of mulled wine, his first winter in London, and it was part of the Christmas ritual for Mo to raise a glass of mulled wine and make a sentimental speech. The speech was always ridiculous, but no one ever told Mo this. But this year there would be no mulled wine toast. Mo had left enough behind when he moved to London that he clung firmly on to the few things that remained, and accepting without question the wishes of your elders was among of the rules of life on which he would not move an inch however much he might complain about those wishes to his wife. Tell me about your great-aunt Tahira, Carolyn's mother said on Christmas Eve, the day of the old lady's arrival, as Mo and Carolyn unpacked elderflower cordial and sparkling water from their shopping bags. The first story anyone in my family will tell you about her is this one, Mo said. Her husband was a communist, as young men of that generation often were. Soon after they married, she invited her in-laws over for dinner her first time as a hostess, anxious to get everything right. They all sat down at the table, and soon enough my great-uncle was off, going on about Lenin and the Soviets. She turned to him and said, If there's a problem with the Lenin and Soviets, tell me what it is, I'll put it right. He laughed at the well-worn story, louder than Carolyn or her mother did. So that's Tahira for you, unworldly, anxious to please, and endearing. 
He left the kitchen to check that the flight was on time, and Carolyn smiled at her mother. Of course, Mo's grandmother had a different version of that story. She said Tahira knew exactly how to shut her husband up without causing offence, and if her subtlety was taken as innocence, that was fine by her. There was little opportunity for anyone to decide which of the two versions of Tahira was the true one prior to Christmas lunch the next day. She'd arrived tired and gone almost straight to bed, and Christmas morning was taken up by presents, followed by a walk across the heath for everyone other than Carolyn, who liked having everyone out of the house while she prepared lunch, and Tahira, who, in Mo's words to his in-laws, didn't understand walking. The walkers returned cold and red-cheeked. Traditionally, this was the time for the mulled toast, but this year it would be a cordial toast, even though Tahira had said last night that Bunto had no business telling Mo he couldn't serve alcohol on Christmas. It was his house and his Christmas gathering, and why should Carolyn's parents have to sip water because of her? I think she meant it, Carolyn said, and Mo said that wasn't the point. To serve alcohol in her presence, knowing she had forbidden it in her own home when she was not the kind of woman to forbid anything, it was simply not possible. Everyone gathered in the living room. Mo poured glasses of elderflower cordial with an unconvincing air of good cheer. Before he could hand them around, Carolyn said, While you were gone, Tahira told me why a toast is called a toast. I never knew. Because centuries ago it was customary to put pieces of spiced toast into wine glasses, so when you raised your glass, you raised a toast. As she said it, Mo located the source of the scent that he'd been pleasantly aware of since he entered the house. It was the familiar post-walk Christmas scent, but mixed in with something new. Something more... every day. There was a plate on the coffee table, its contents folded in a white napkin. Tahira lifted the napkin by one corner and dropped it to reveal triangles of toast, doused in a liquid that had stained the napkin red. Carolyn made them while I was getting dressed, with nutmeg and cinnamon and such things. I can't have any because of my gluten intolerance. But everyone else, please go ahead. Mo picked up a triangle. To my great-aunt and my wife, he said. It was the shortest mulled toast he'd ever made, and the finest.